Welcome to Regions Wealth Podcast, the podcast that tackles life's challenges with financial experience. I'm your host, Sarah Feister-Gale. Serving as a board member can be an excellent way to further support a nonprofit or cause you're especially passionate about. However, before making the decision to join a nonprofit board, there are several factors to consider, and ensuring you have the time and commitment to fully support the nonprofit is just the first step. Joining me remotely is Marcy Braswell. She's Head of Endowments and Foundations at Regions Bank. Marcy, thanks for speaking with us today. Thank you so much for having me. So Marcy, in this episode of Regions Wealth Podcast, we're talking about serving on nonprofit boards. We've taken some frequently asked questions and developed characters who need your help. However, before we jump into that, I'd like to learn a little more about your experiences as Head of Endowments and Foundations at Regions Bank. What does the role entail, and how does your group help support the health and success of nonprofit organizations? Sure, thank you. So I lead our endowments and foundations group at Regions, and we specialize in working with nonprofits. We guide our nonprofit clients through the dynamics of stewarding their investable assets, the assets held for their long-term sustainability and their long-term growth, and we offer custom solutions and share best practices to improve the administrative elements of the nonprofit. Our goal is to make it easier for the nonprofits to make a difference in the community. So it sounds like you work closely with the administrators, the boards of directors to help them make investment decisions? That's exactly right. Yes, we work with them both on the investment side with their investable assets, their endowment fund, as well as on the administrative side, offering where we see best practices, sharing those with the nonprofit in an effort to help alleviate some of the burdens that they face and make life easier for them. Wonderful. So let's jump right in and listen to the first story. Hi there. My name is Regina. So I've been asked to serve on the board of a nonprofit whose mission I feel really deeply about. Although I feel incredibly honored that they'd want me to join their ranks, running my small business and keeping tabs on my three teenage sons keeps me busier than I've ever been. You know, when I say yes to an opportunity, I make sure that I can give 110%. If I can't, I typically turn it down. With that in mind, I'd want to make sure that I'm prepared for the time and responsibilities of serving on another board. I also want to consider whether I'm a good fit for this new role and whether it'll feel like a life-giving experience. Also, I'm currently serving on the board of another nonprofit, and I'm uncertain if that would be deemed a conflict of interest. With all of that in mind, what questions should I be asking before giving my reply? Okay, so there's a lot to unpack there. Let's start with the basics. What are the most important questions someone in Regina's position should ask themselves before agreeing to serve on a nonprofit board? Regina, off the bat, hits my first qualifier and that she's passionate about the nonprofit. She's passionate about the mission. So she passes that with flying colors. But I think understanding more about the time commitment is one of the questions I would ask. So what are those time commitments? What all is expected of her? In addition to time, would she be serving on multiple committees? Is there a financial commitment involved? Many boards have a financial requirement. So whether it's a personal donation or to raise a certain amount for the nonprofit, I would ask questions about term limits, who serves on the board currently, and what is the term for board service? Those are just a few of the questions I would ask. You raised an interesting point about time. How much time is typically involved with being a board member, and how can Regina discern whether or not she has the time to devote to another board? So the time commitment really varies depending upon the board. 
the nonprofit may have a document that lays out the expectations, and that would be a great place to start to try to judge how much time that nonprofit expects. So you would want to understand the frequency and length of the board meetings. You may also be asked to participate in committee meetings. So understanding the frequency and time commitment associated with those, it can be quite time consuming. It really, though, does depend on the nonprofit. Would it be appropriate for her to ask other board members what that time commitment is or what's really involved? Absolutely. I would ask the executive director and get the executive director's impression of how much time is involved and then ask either the board chair or some of the board members what their experience has been. We all judge time differently and come at it from a different perspective. So getting some various viewpoints on it can give her a better indication of how much time might be required. What about skills? How can Regina tell if her experience will benefit the board? Many different skill sets are important to a nonprofit. One type are subject matter experts related to the mission of a nonprofit. For instance, if it's a healthcare nonprofit, members in the healthcare industry serving on the board could offer valuable insights. For an educational nonprofit, a teacher or someone involved in education might make a great board member. In addition, nonprofits also need experts related to the business of running the nonprofit. Think about fundraising, information technology, marketing, human resources, legal, accounting. All of these areas play into running a business as well as running a nonprofit and can be helpful for board service. So you shouldn't assume just because you're not, say, an expert in healthcare, you wouldn't be appropriate for a healthcare board if you have some of those business skills. That's right. You might have a background in human resources, which is invaluable to nonprofits because they often have employees. Excellent point. Excellent point. So are there any risks related to joining a board that Regina should be aware of that could potentially affect her role as a businesswoman in the community? As a board member, you're a fiduciary. Generally speaking, the board is responsible for oversight and for governance of the nonprofit. And board members have legal duties. They have a duty of care to participate in the governance and to provide operational oversight in the nonprofit and to exercise reasonable skill in decision-making. They also have a duty of loyalty to place the interests of the nonprofit above their personal interests. And they have a duty of obedience, complying with the applicable laws and obedience to carrying out the mission of the nonprofit. So you do have those obligations and there's a legal risk associated with those. That's interesting. So what if there's litigation? Is she protected from litigation that the nonprofit might face? I would want to understand whether there's a director's and officer's policy, often called a DNO policy, and what does it cover in order to mitigate the risk? Because yes, board members can be responsible for litigation that the nonprofit faces, and a DNO policy can help mitigate the risk. That's interesting. So Regina mentioned she's already on a board. Can she serve on two boards at once, or is that automatically a disqualifying conflict of interest? It's not an automatic disqualifier. For instance, she might serve on the board of an education-related nonprofit and might also serve on the board of a local arts organization. She may not want to serve on the board of two similar nonprofits. For instance, they may compete for the same donor dollars, and she may not want to be put in that position. And she may not want to serve on two nonprofits where the decision of one nonprofit impacts that of the other nonprofit. So are there any other personal or financial conflicts of interest that people considering joining a nonprofit board should consider? 
Sure, there can be a financial conflict, for instance, and that might arise if Regina or her family has a financial interest in a transaction involving the nonprofit. The nonprofit should have a conflict of interest policy and potential conflict should be managed in accordance with that policy. And are there any other complications that can arise from serving on two boards at once? Time, of course. We've talked about the importance of making sure there's sufficient time to tackle all that the nonprofit is asking you to do. And if you're serving on two boards, you're basically doubling your time commitment. When you make the commitment, you want to stand by that commitment. So that's why all the pre-work is essential. And if she's concerned about the time element of it, there are many different ways to serve a nonprofit, to be involved in a nonprofit. For instance, she could serve on the committee of a nonprofit without being on the board. Excellent. So, Marcy, let's pause here and listen to the second story. Hi, uh, my name is Stephen, and I've been asked to join the board of a brand new nonprofit. Not only is this cause near and dear to my heart, but as an accountant, I know that I could be a big help to the board, particularly as they work to iron out their finances and develop their financial policies. However, because the organization is still quite young, I'm not sure exactly what I might be dealing with. I know everyone's hearts are in the right place, but I get the sense that it's been stressful getting the nonprofit on its feet. Knowing that you've worked with many nonprofits, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. What are some factors I should consider before signing on to the board of an early stage nonprofit? So, Marcy, as head of endowments and foundations, I know you've worked closely with a significant number of nonprofit organizations. Based on your experience, what are the hallmarks of a strong nonprofit? You know, if I think about that question in relation to Stephen and his questions, I think one of the hallmarks is transparency. Ask to look at documents, ask to speak to other board members, or those served by the nonprofit. A strong nonprofit is very transparent about its financials, about the work that it does, about the impact that it makes. That transparency may flow through on its website, on the information it makes available to the public, as well as to the board members and to potential donors of the organization. And what question should someone in Stephen's position be asking the nonprofit before agreeing to serve on that board? In addition to what we were talking about in connection with Regina and understanding time commitment, I would also want to understand what the finances are. I would ask for copies of the financial records, any audited financials, any results of an audit. Stephen has a background as an accountant, and he has that specialized knowledge. So I would focus my questions around the finances of the nonprofit, including the cash flow statement and any other bookkeeping information they may be able to provide. And what are some red flags that Stephen should be on the lookout for? He wants to make sure that there is a positive cash flow, that there's nothing irregular in the books, that the nonprofit is meeting its financial obligations. He could also reach out to funders and ask about their experience with the nonprofit and is the reporting that they provide to the funder make sense? Is it timely? Does it provide the information that that funder needs? Given Stephen's background, he also may want to ask to speak to the current CFO to get an understanding of those records, of cash flow, of how bills are paid, who has control over the finances. For instance, is there dual control over the funds? And how important is it to investigate the relationship among the board members and between the management and the board? 
it's really critical. You are giving up your time and your resources for the nonprofit and you want to do it in a environment that is friendly and open and inviting. So I think that relationship among board members, as well as between the board and the staff is so crucial. And, you know, it's one of those things, you know it when you see it, when you see that cohesive group working together, it inspires confidence in the nonprofit. And it really is a good working environment for a future board member. Okay, and what about compliance? Is it important to learn how the management of the nonprofit approaches compliance? Oh, absolutely. So you want to make sure that you understand what policies and procedures they have in place and how they follow those. You want to make sure that the board has adopted good governance type policies and is following those policies. What about insurance? Should Stephen investigate what sort of insurance the nonprofit maintains before signing on as a board member? Yes. And, you know, this, again, would be a director's and officer's policy for protection, mitigation of potential liability is serving on the board. But in addition, depending on the type of nonprofit, if they're employees, then a workers' compensation policy. If the nonprofit owns its building, then what kind of insurance does it have to cover that? It's very dependent on the type of nonprofit. But yes, I would want to make sure I understood what type of insurance a nonprofit has based on its operations. So Marcy, at the end of these conversations, we like to ask our guests to share some key takeaways. What key takeaways would you offer listeners who are considering joining a board themselves? The first is to make sure the mission is aligned with your values, with your interests, so that it is a rewarding experience for you and for the nonprofit. Make sure the time commitment works for you. It's an honor to be asked to serve on a board, but if the timing isn't right for you, there are plenty of other ways to be engaged and to add value to the nonprofit. And then make sure there are good relationships among the board members and between the board and the management. You want it to be an enjoyable experience. And I'd say to make an educated decision about all of those things, don't be afraid to ask questions. There's so many nonprofits doing really great work in our communities. The goal is to find one that's the right fit for you. I love that. I love that. So Marcy, thank you so much. This has been such an interesting conversation. Thank you so much for having me. That was Marcy Braswell. She's head of endowments and foundations at Regions Bank. And thank you for listening. We've covered a lot of ground across four seasons of Regions Wealth Podcast and answered a lot of questions. Be sure to visit regions.com slash wealth podcast to explore all past episodes in this series. Regions Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This information is general education or marketing in nature and is not intended to be accounting, legal, tax, investment, or financial advice. Although Regions believes this information to be accurate as of the date written, it cannot ensure that it will remain up to date. The people and events are fictional, but represent real issues. No identification with actual persons is intended or should be inferred. Statements of individuals are their own, not Regions. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation and irs.gov for current tax rules. This information should not be construed as a recommendation or suggestion as to the advisability of acquiring, holding, or disposing of a particular investment, nor should it be construed as a suggestion or indication that the particular investment or investment course of action described herein is appropriate for any specific investor. In providing this communication, Regions is not undertaking to provide impartial investment advice or to give advice in a fiduciary capacity. References to a company or security or links to third-party websites did not imply endorsement or recommendation.